0: Thank <music> you. Welcome to the Culture Crush. Thanks, it's good to be here. <laughs> um, we're here with Kelly Catrone. I feel like we have a VIP guest in the studio today, oh, so yeah. I couldn't be more excited. You can tell by my costume. <laughs> yeah, <I>? exactly. <laughs> we're both head to toe wearing I'm black. I'm supposed of course. to wear, according to Dr. Yeah. Pia. Right. Separate <laughs> story, right? Um, so, you know, so you know, Kelly and I, one, we have a lot in common, um, even though our backgrounds are a little bit different. But um, we wear black. Know, we both wear black. We both have long black hair. Uh, it looks <laughs> messy. Things. Our hair looks messy. We're both messy because we're always. We're not messy. Our hair looks messy. Our hair is messy. Well, because I think the two of us have spent a lot of our careers thinking about like how other th- thinking about how things look in the I, world. I don't think people realize how much work it takes to look messy. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're working really hard at it, and um, yeah, you have to judge it all the time. Right. So you know, we both sort of come from these um, unique backgrounds and unbelievable experiences and uh, and now here we both are and um, one of the things we talk about all the time just about how the world is changing and so where we both sort of are um, in terms of what you know what you're doing at People's Revolution and like what we're doing here at the Culture Crush and I feel like like our thinking is a little bit aligned right now in terms of Of really being able to see clearly sort of the mess that we're in and um, and also you know trying to find find you know ways to move forward and with and and create new things and you know, not um, look at things in such a narrow view that I think, uh, you know, a lot of people who are, are sort of maybe stuck in one particular industry, which, uh-huh. you know, it's very, it's, I, I feel like a lot of people, like, um, they build their own personal identity out of the industry that they're in and their position in the industry that they're in and I think that that's something that, you know, the way that you work, the way that you think, the way that I work, the way that I think mm-hmm. that we have in common is that we don't really define ourselves by being part of one industry.
1: But we, but I think that when you have success in an industry you do become associated with the industry and then people think of you as that way like if you're an NFL player people think of you as a football player they don't think about you as a man they're like oh you're a football player you know because everybody wants to call you something so I do think that you know we're still I mean even though we're pop culture explorers and participants were also considered fashion people on some level still. Right, I know. Well, I, I keep mean, d- I hate to be the trying, I know. I'm trying. We're I know trying you're to re- trying, to break that we're trying to break that because <laughs> Culture Crush is not a fashion publication, right? Per se, <laughs> or at all. At all. At all. But I mean, I think it's important to say like we're not against fashion. No, not at all. Right. Like you wear like Balenciaga Fry boots. Right. <laughs> So you still can take the girl out of fashion, but you can't right. always take the fashion out of the girl. Well,
0: I think that that's the point. I think that that's why we're both um, really well positioned to, you know, really be able to talk about these kind of things because we are bringing this rich experience with us and you know obviously everything you know at the culture crush even though we make a zine like our zine is kind of you know it's it's much everything we do has the richness and the aesthetics of of course my 25 years working at french italian vote
1: right it's rude so like true fashion people don't follow fashion
0: right right
1: they follow street and art and inspiration and pop culture and then they take that and they somehow put it through something and then make it fashion Culture Crush is going to the original source. So it's the things that inspire, you know, the pop star, the things that inspire the fashion person, the things that inspire. And so you're kind of going back to the source and you're saying, okay, look, I I think that this is important because I think it's cool. And it it might have nothing to do with fashion at all. It might be an 84-year-old Amish woman who weaves placemats, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It might be a twelve year old death metal kid who plays guitar like a motherfucker who's just so cool who lives in Omaha. Um, so it's not really about who's
0: that? Oh. Noah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Noah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah, and it's been it's been really interesting for me, you know, trying to do, you know, the the development so far of the Culture Crush has made me really look back at the kind of work that I was doing even when I was at Italian Vogue, um, and that it always was about those things. And I mean, and then uh, of course I can't, I have to say like how fortunate I was to be at an organization like Italian Kanye Nass working for well, it's like the most important fashion Yeah, in working the world. for somebody like Franca Sotsani who mm-hmm. uh, allowed me to, you know, go to Omaha and had that trust that right. I was gonna bring back something that was gonna be, you know, the inspiration to, you know, the people who are really in the trenches um, you know, within fashion. So um, and and so it's been really interesting to to be able to to sort of identify that and then be able to say, okay, this is this is how we do it. And now I'm trying to sort of bring other people in to be able to also tell stories in that way, share what I've learned, but also be able to bring people in who might not have had that same kind of experience, and right. but bring the richness and bring the aesthetics right. and and the ideas and the ability to like piece things together. You know, right. the ability to take the guy in Omaha and somehow translate it to Italian Vogue. Right. You know that that you know that. It's, I have to identify that also as a skill to you know, be able to, um, to, to bring other people in, other voices and other points of view. And I think it's you know, obviously thanks to technology and our ability to move around and to move between things you know, that that's, there's, so, there's so many possibilities right now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like one one thing we're doing right now is we're we we, uh, we we're taking open submissions now for, oh, that's ri- really for, cool. for writers and artists. Oh, and, that's amazing. You know, and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, why aren't you just bringing in people that you know or people from uh-huh. New York? And, you know, it's been, we've already just in the past few days gotten hundreds and hundreds really? and hundreds of submissions. What and, was your
1: favorite submission so far?
0: Um, well... We have a few, and um, one is you know it's a it's a woman who's down in Mississippi, Uh you know, who pitched us a story idea, and it's it's uh, you know this is the trick it's the because the culture crush is not. You know, it's culture. It's not politics. Right. And of course, with everything going on in the world today, everybody is rushing. You know, to jump on these hashtag bandwagons, mm-hmm. and and then people. But of course, I can't blame them because people want to work, and so they want to pitch you ideas, and they want to pitch. Oh, this is what everybody's writing right now. So, so I can't blame anyone. But um, you know, so it's about sort of taking the ideas that people pitch, and then being able to to say, for us to say, you know what. Um, Inside that idea, there's a culture crush story. Right, like you just that, you help them shape it. Yeah, to help them shape it. Uh-huh. And um, but you know, so people people are asking me, like, why are you why are you doing that? And you know, reaching out to you know wherever they come from. And you know, and it, it just it struck me that you know it really like how crazy is it that. Mm-hmm. You know, even just like if we just talk about like fashion publications and newspapers and whatever, uh-huh. it's like the same five writers uh-huh. just move around. They This one uh, right, left here and went right, there. That right, one left right, here and right, went right, there. Right. And they have a business to do. So it's hard
1: really to get a truly great story from a commercial publication because they have to keep their advertisers happy. If they don't have advertisers, there's no publication. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, is Maybelline Great Lash Mascara the best mascara every year? Because it's actually the best, or is it because that pink and green bottle, you know, drives millions of dollars into beauty advertising at those publications? So, I mean, here's a little exclusive that... You know when you're reading magazines a lot of what you're seeing in that magazine is directed by driving advertising dollars and so maybe 70 percent of it's actually product placement based on advertising which leaves an additional 30 percent so out of that 30 percent you might be getting the cool factor but it's only 30 percent of what's actually happening the rest is just engaging and paying people to find ways and opportunities to make your product look good. It's right. called advertising. Yeah. And so those are brand integration deals that people buy when they buy into advertising packages. Right, but it is, we don't have that at it, Culture Crush. Right. And I it, mean, Culture yeah. Crush also, <laughs> <God knows. laughs> I think that's really cool about Culture Crush, is it's kind of an intersection of community and creativity, chaos, and culture. And I think it's awesome to invite a global audience, you know, or a global network of artists to come in. Because let's face it, most people who are really creative and really successful don't come from New York City. Right. They weren't born here. I mean, Nicki Minaj was, I guess, or whatever, right. but they're not born here. Most people come from somewhere else and then they end up in a city because that city can support or help them get to where they want to go with their career. We come to New York because we like to talk or we're into energy, we're in art, we're into entertainment, media. Right. If you're a media person, living in Chicago is probably not the best place. Right. Even though it's like balls important, like for the Midwest. But, right. 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 So you know we're here because we've gotten. Well, you're from New York. Right. I'm and, one of the few. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My daughter's a New Yorker. Right. But you know, I mean, I've been here because that's where the media is, and I'm a media person.
0: Right. And but the the thing is, is that now you know, it's true, like, if you, uh, and of course, I I definitely believe that you do need to have sort of a home base somewhere, and I do think it's very tied to your identity. I do not believe in this, like, oh, you can be anywhere, and it doesn't matter where you are, but Uh that, I guess what I'm saying is the, is exactly that, is that it does matter, I think, that some of these, you know, new contributors that we're looking for are not here, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, are not, are not looking at it from this point of view, are not, like, hanging out at their hipster bar on the weekend with their hipster friends who also work at all these other cool publications because that's when you get the, you know, the group thing. The regurgitation regurgitation of limited
1: creativity. And uh,
0: the regurgitation of ideas and everybody, somebody writes one thing and then everybody else has to have a take on what what somebody already thought rather than, you know, and, and it's not, I'm not against everybody having a take, but... It's this, you know, it's everybody just trying to find differentiation in the slightest little things when it really is point of view. And I mean, and that goes right back to the work I was doing for Italian Vogue. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people would say like, oh, you should go do, you know, go to Paris and do this or whatever. And I would always say they need me to not be there. Right. They need me to go to Omaha. They right. need me to not be hanging out in the everyday with, you know, on set Ginko in, Yeah, in the in the in only around fashion people. Like they were counting on me to sort of go out and not be around those people. That's why I could bring some original thought and some, right. you know, original ideas or You know, stuff like that. Um, That was kind of what they were banking on.
1: I can think of, let's think of a fashion way of saying what we're saying. Like, I'm not interested in following trend. I'm interested in (laughs) telling stories. That should be your new tagline. I'm going to teach you the PR. You right. should be like, I know I Callie, we need, some, we need PR. I, I'm, I'm founder of the Culture Crush, and I am not interested. After 25 years of dedicated service to publications like Italian Vogue and beyond, I can tell you one thing. I'm not interested in following trend. Right. I'm interested and committed to telling stories. Right. Not just any story. Not just a New York story, but a global story. Right. Whether it's in <laughs> Omaha or right. Nigeria. Right. Whether um, it's in Syria or San Francisco.
0: It's just, these, it's are the all, these are the stories of our lives. These are all the stories of our lives. The days of our lives. Um, <laughs> you, know, but you know what I used to always, what I used to say uh, was that I look away from trend
1: yeah you know you have to be
0: sorry you have to be you you want to you do you want to see it you want to know you want to follow along but you sort of need to rise above it and look down on it of course or i call
1: it running after a moving vehicle like why would you jog after a car like it's gone it's already happened right right you know i mean we have to kind of be slightly aware of what's happening like in my job because obviously you have to look at product but trends are you know nothing to follow but I do look forward to the Pantone color every year. This year it's ultraviolet. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I still get excited for the color of the year by Pantone. It's a fashion thing. Yeah, it's You know, some people look forward thing. to spring. I look forward to the Pantone color of the year. Right. Um, <laughs> so Maybe we should do an issue called ultraviolet. Ultraviolet except mm. the print issues in black and white. I know, but we that could would just be put awesome. like we could just get some <laughs> ultraviolet spray paint and just spray right. it each
0: Right. right. Oh, we can just do yeah. one section, that's all.
1: Yeah, we just hit it like with a can. We okay. can tag
0: it. Right. We'll do a poster campaign. All Your over issues the city. are so beautiful. Thank you. I'm in the office right now, you guys. The I know. Culture Kelly's crush. in the studio. I can't Studios believe it. The first time. Office. There's a piano here, which is quite beautiful, <laughs> and Deb plays the piano. We're gonna do we're gonna bring some music onto the podcast very soon. I, I promise. And everyone. she likes lamps in case you guys are looking to
1: buy anything <laughs> for her. She likes little lamps kind of stingray inspired lampshades with marble you see that's another fashion thing we know those are made
0: of feathers those oh lampshades. really it looks like yeah.
1: stingray or eel doesn't it it those looks are, like a skin
0: yeah from far away but it's yeah. actually they're feathers
1: and they don't burn or no get dark no oh huh. pretty amazing
0: um, yeah pretty amazing but yeah um, so tell me so what's so fashion week is actually coming up so correct yeah yes. so what are you we have not we're not we just well, sort we of look like from fashion the side anymore do we yeah. i don't know do
1: we like fashion i mean we love i love artists and people no who we make do things. we
0: do and we but, like lo- the we whole love thing it. as a whole is pretty outdated the system yeah well
1: yeah i mean let's face it so people make clothes in february that they're going to sell in november all right you can't buy them now so You know, would a band go on Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon and play a song and be like, hey, you like that song? In six months, you can pick it up on Amazon or Spotify. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, speaking of trends, the designers who are really creative, a lot of those type of designers, like Jeremy Scott or Bernard Willem, like people I represent, they are just giving trend reports out for free, right? Because then you have like Zara and Topshop and AOS and ASOS and all the other stuff. And uh, they're just, like, seeing those those images. And then they just, you know, call up their design facility and and just say, oh, we want to knock this off. Like, we want to do this. And so, I mean, they're actually beating the designers to the store with a better sell-through at a fraction of the price. So people don't need to spend a lot of money on clothes to be stylish anymore. It used to be, like, get something really nice, like be European about it, like the right trench coat or the right pair of shoes or a great watch. And I still believe it's really nice if you like luxury to have a couple no matter what you do and how much money you have to have a few pieces that really support you wherever you're gonna go like I'm known for like loving custom cowboy boots like so it doesn't matter if I'm wearing a caftan or whatever I'm wearing these killer boots and they're made by Manuel and they have a story and they fit me and they last forever and they're unique right right but the fashion thing is just uh to really be spending all your money on things that have no value is kind of not very smart I also really think you shouldn't buy spend a lot of money on stuff if you can't resell it at christies or sotheby's right so you can go on the textile auctions and you can see those designers that have like hermes like you know if times get tough and you need to flip something hermes or louis vuitton or even margiela to a certain extent has a really good resale value chanel has a chanel has a great yeah. yeah so that's great cuz you're almost using it for free you can use it for 3 years and basically sell it back for what you paid for it or at least half yeah. Whereas if you buy a Zach Posen dress, yeah, no you'd be
0: lucky to get 100 bucks for it afterward. Right. right. or just that sounds like a goodwill Or mark situation. by mark. Yeah. Or so um but you know the, it's in, well it's interesting that you bring that up. I mean, so who 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 is that stuff for? I mean, we like let's lay it down. I mean, fashion is the act of sort of signaling to other people um you know things that you want people to know about you right okay, it's a, yeah it's so a i signal. say there are three types of signals. right there's a signal there's right. three
1: types of signals one is right. come on over here fuck me like right. that's dolce and gabbana that's a signal okay that's like those designers right like dng versace. versace yeah right. versace. <laughs> or, or herve leger okay watch quite. wait
0: hang on watching or not watching assassination of Gianni Versace.
1: I haven't seen it. Again. Oh my I god, have to. 100% watching. I had to watch *Disjointed* for okay. a while. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next on your okay. DVR I'm list. I'm gonna watch okay. it. I'm yeah, gonna watch yeah, it. Maybe I'll watch it, it tonight. Okay.
0: All right. So there's the come in, Okay. There's yeah. come
1: come here. Right. Then there's this. So I'm you guys right now. I'm I'm showing my hands like going like you know pulling them toward myself like come on over here. Then there's the palm out with the other palm facing in, and it's like yeah I'm hot notice me but I'm elegant. So then you have like the Ralph Lauren and the trees and, da, da, da. and then you have this. Like, stay away from me. Like, that's like Margiela, Yoji. It's like, I have so much shit going on in this minimalist black moment. And there's no way that you could possibly understand what is actually happening here. And I'm not inviting anybody. And if there is some kind of crazy look going on underneath this dress, you'll never know. Right. Right, that's Margiela, Yochi, acne brands like that. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, my three types right. of fashion. I like the the latter group.
0: Right, but the, and then there's the then there's the fourth one, which is just basically look how much money I have. Right, oh, the know? bling factor. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I was wearing one of my favorite, which is ever. which
0: the other three can be included in that. you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I was wearing this Comte sun raincoat one day and um. This lady came up to me. I was leaving a restaurant. She goes, "Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but you have your coat on inside out." I go, "Inside out? Right. <laughs> it's cumbdgarson." <dig> <laughs> or,
0: or, or look, there are strings hanging yeah, off. Yeah, you really, really should cut those. Yeah, yeah. yeah my mom untacked all my uh, my Margiela ones right, on the back. Yeah, right, right. That was. But okay, but that that's another point is that mm-hmm. there's certain fashion that um, you're only signaling right. to other people in the know. Right. I feel know that like the DJ Khaled crowd. Right. Like right. they're
1: all about like, I've got a gold vape pen. I've got six Louis Vuitton. Right. Da-da-da. I've got, you know, four Rolexes on my arm. Like, right. But
0: I'm saying that there's only a certain kind of person that's mm-hmm. going to know that it's a Comme de Garçon jacket. Have you, you right. ever even heard of that designer, Right, nobody knows you know, who that is. Unless yeah. you're in fashion or you're following right. it. Um, and then there are also... You know the 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 other. So it it basically it comes down to tribes. Like, what tribe are you in? Like, right. yeah, which tribe do you want to belong to? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind. Of, and that's what. That's what. Well, fashion now you have is. your own tribe. Yeah. So you that's made the what culture crush tribe. We're building our own tribe. Which uh, you know, wear what you want. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wear what you want. Yeah. Um, but just because it's just I guess like because we know that you know you can chase all of that, but you know what does it what does it really mean? I mean, so the you know the ultimate. The ultimate thing, you're like, back to, you know, to bring a full circle, what you're saying about Hermes, I could be wearing something Hermes, and I've been on the subway, and random people just say to me, "I like that looks like you, you just have like it looks amazing like they don't know what they're looking at uh-huh. you know what i mean but there's something about it like uh-huh. and obviously that's the kind of stuff that we love uh-huh. where it's just like that secret luxury where people like they don't understand the signal but like yeah right. you're sort well, of it elevates on. your
1: personal style right so if, whether it costs five dollars or five thousand dollars if you can elevate and expand your personal style or expression that's always good. Right.
0: So um, yeah, so uh, you know, like, and like the, oh, look at those. These are really funny. I'm wearing Chloe sunglasses. All right, we'll have uh, to get a picture. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll have to get a picture before you go. So this is what we we'll use to illustrate the story. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know um, what? You know, because uh, again, like we're we're sort of talking about like the the situation of the world, and so we have this graphic that we always use, which is sort of a it's a picture of a meat grinder, and it has like all these like brands. And social media and all the stuff uh, all sort of falling into it and getting all mixed up together and then at the other end like what is there um, and that's you know for me that was when I that's when I was forming the culture crush that was what was on my mind which was you know, fashion is not enough anymore. It's fashion has just become a smaller part of the larger world of Mm -hmm. entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean, you know? And then obviously social media plays into that. And, you know, again, with all of the fashion signaling or Mm -hmm. any kind of like costume signaling, social media is playing a big part of that. I mean... You know, that's it's one of the reasons why people put on those clothes. Like, how, that's how you do the signal. Right. It, it, it amplifies your signal. Well,
1: I hope that people aren't getting their fashion information from social media.
0: I, really, I think that they are, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Does some 15 year old in the Philippines is? Are they really all of a sudden a style? You know, oter. I don't. I think that those that that scares me as like a fashion person. I don't really. I don't really. Love it. I mean, I have clients like Namelia who do really well on social media. But, I mean, I think the whole blogger thing can be really scary because, I mean, everybody has the right to build an audience in any way that they want, and they also have a right to surpass and beat. But I like, actually, people who know what they're talking about.
0: Right. And well, so yeah. I don't care
1: <laughs> I don't care if they're 15 or, or 105. But just because somebody, like, watched, you know, six Naomi Campbell videos, you know, and got hair extensions or not or – you know, where's Kenzo or whatever, and they think that makes them a fashion expert. In my opinion, it doesn't. So I just, I think that knowledge and true talent are the backbone of success. Um, And everything
0: else is noise. Everything else is, there's a lot of noise out there. A lot of noise. Yeah, And I think that... um, I think, in, in, obviously, in every industry, there's a lot of noise. There's, uh-huh. And again, it has to do with these like, everybody has a take, everybody has to have their yeah, opinion. But to me, on it's things. like, do,
1: do you have knowledge and, and, and experience? Like, do you really know about what you're talking about? You know, like, what's your background? You know, what gives you, you know, where did your license come from? You know, if somebody walked into a boardroom, right, for the most part, and they didn't have the pedigree to be in that boardroom. And they just walked in and they were like, here's how things are going to go. Do you think that people in that boardroom are going to actually listen to that person? They would be escorted out. And instead, so many of this, there's like an insurgence of all these people who think because they have an iPhone, right? <laughs> they have an iPhone that they're an expert. You know, It's like you're not an expert because you read Twitter You know, or you're not an expert. I mean, everybody has the right for their own point of view. But I think that really understanding the history and the back the backstory of any industry that you're in, like if you're a painter, really understanding art history, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you're a graffiti artist, you know, from the fucking Bronx or I mean, at least if an industry is taking you in and you're starting to dedicate your life to that industry, understand the industry that you're in, like do 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 the work doesn't mean you have to follow it but become knowledgeable about the ancestors if you want to speak about tribe that made the choices and the decisions that are allowing you to be there today to express yourself
0: right um,
1: instead of just being like I don't care about any of those other ones like I'm the I'm fierce like I'm it's a selfie 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 like right you know just because you think just our, because
0: you love it doesn't make you an expert
1: yeah or just because you know you want to like do a tutorial about how to put on mascara that doesn't make you kabuki right right i think that the real issue is autonomy and the issue is to encourage people to dream and to encourage people to educate themselves about what is cool and what is right for them because i think you know we we go to church we want people to pray for us you know we go to work we want somebody to give us a paycheck and we're going to bring our work but like we really need to become way more assertive and way more autonomous. And we need to know that these things are not going to make us complete. You know, I don't care. You know, I don't, if I have an Hermes bracelet on, that doesn't make me better than any fucking person. If I have an Hermes bracelet on, that doesn't give me a, a, a boost of self-esteem. Like, oh, good. So people shouldn't buy that stuff because they think it's going to get them something. They should buy because they like it and, and they want it. And that's it. And they should learn how, I guess, to decipher the filters and really start to have their own point of view. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know the statistics on shopping, but it's really, really sad. Like, most women shop to have a physical contact and communication and to feel like they're in power. That's why they shop. They're so lonely and nobody's telling them anything about themselves, like, and they're not telling it to themselves, like, hey, you're amazing. Or, and they go shopping so they f- can feel good about themselves, and to get attention, that's really sad. Right. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Mm. Think about if your life is, you have to go take your money, $4,000, and go out of your house so people will notice you and connect with you and give you attention and make you feel important. And you have to pay that money to get that stuff that you think is gonna make you feel important. How sad is that?
0: That's, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. So what does that mean for people who are shopping online? That's even, that's, that's even a darker place. Yeah.
1: You know, like, what (laughs) is making me want to do this? Yeah. You know, we need to get away from things. I mean, anybody who's moved, you know, I recently downsized my loft in New York and I don't really buy a lot of stuff because I I wear all black and be, I get a lot of stuff for my job for free, but it's just like so much shit. And it's just like, oh my God, that thing, like those boots cost $1,600. Like no resale value on those boots or like you know you just look around and you're like what is this stuff right you know, what do we really need I think Americans are like really hefty on consumption yeah way more than Italians
0: so all right so where do we go from here <laughs>
1: I think that where we go from here is like self-transformation
0: okay I think that's go like, on. I think
1: that's the coolest <laughs> frontier right I think that we all have to just really transform ourselves and that we separate ourselves out from these messages you know because the messages that we're being given are not correct We're not getting the correct messaging from our government. We're not getting the correct messaging from our taxes and what people are doing with our money. Like they're buying missiles and trying to build walls and fucking blow up Korea. Like the messaging, like, you know, that dress, that Gucci dress is not going to make you sexy. Or then the Topshop dress or the Gap dress, you're going to be the sexier. What makes you sexy? Feeling good about yourself Mm -hmm. or being into yourself or not giving a fuck. That's sexy. You know, nobody's ever seen the codependent like girl who's like, okay, whatever you're saying. Like, God, that girl's sexy. Right.
0: right right you know I know so you know that's why I'm so glad to have you on the show because you know that's we've been thinking a lot about that it's like you know I I do want to talk about fashion at the culture crush and I'm myself trying to find a way to do that Uh, because I am I'm I'm conflicted Um, (laughs) you know because obviously because we're not as you pointed out like magazines when you see fashion in magazines it's because they have the fashion Uh companies are giving them advertising money so there's sort of like that relationship so um, it's it's daunting since we obviously don't have those relationships with fashion companies. So when you can say whatever you want, what do you say? You know, um, because that's the thing. It's like we do still love it. We love it. You know, there are pockets of well, I mean, like, super cool you stuff. You figure out
1: what brands you like and then buy those brands. But don't go out and get stuff because you think it's going to make you something, right? Like, I mean, there are really great artists. I mean, Azadine, great artist. Vivian Westwood, great artist. Paco Rabanne. You know, I did his PR for 13 years. He's an amazing artist, and when I said to him, you know, Paco, why do you make all of this chainmail? He was really interesting, and he was like, he told me that he decided to use chainmail and rhodoid and plastic because women, that the birth control was the biggest revolution that ever happened to women. And because of birth control, women weren't getting pregnant, and they were sexually free. And that was at the time that he started designing. And so he wanted to make clothes for a sexual warrior. Right. And then he went like on to armor. say that you could tell a lot about a society and what was happening in the society by the length of the women's hair and the length of their clothes. When the hair is long and the clothes are long, the society is unsettled. When the hair is short and the clothes are short, the society is happy. And it was really interesting to work with him because he was, she was the first. Person ever put a black woman in a fashion show, he was the first person to use music in a fashion show. He did barefoot models, the first, he's amazing artist. He studied architecture, he ran with Salvador Dali. Like there are great, great artists. Whether that artist is expressing themselves through a jacket, through a sculpture, through a performance art piece standing on a corner playing for pennies in the subway. You know, I think that the whole thing about culture crush, right, is it's a labor of love. You know, nobody says, hey, I want to go out and make an indie multi-tiered media platform company, you know, right, right now, we are, there is really no structure, and each issue is dedicated to whatever we feel like talking right. about, okay? N- no one's going to get excited about that, like, in a VC world, like, ooh, right. like, we're on board. No, right. it's a labor of love. Right. And hopefully, we've been told that if we do what we love, the rest will come. Right. Hopefully, that's true. We don't know. We don't know. We right. don't know. Right. But will at least feel better about it in the fucking process, (laughs) right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that is the thing, is is like, you know, to me, it's like, you know, there's a statement where you're like, hey, I'm an artist. This is what I want to talk about. You know, the choices that you've made and the experiences that you have give you the platform to do that, which is privilege and and also result,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Right. And then you get to take it and go do that, you know? But sometimes if you're working like at Dunkin' Donuts and you're an artist, and you have to deal with working at Dunkin Donuts, even though I, I don't think that's such a bad job, I kind of like the brand the right. drive through. But like, also, there are there are artists there too, and mm-hmm. so you're kind of on the hunt to find, um, and meet up with, uh, and, and we figure are. out, and explore artists where everybody is. And I think the coolest artist is an artist who supports himself. So the type of artists that I can't stand, like the people I date sometimes, are right. like the ones I- like, <laughs> I'm a musician, like that's what I do. Well, okay, but you still have rent and you still have to buy food and it should be my job to buy your food. Right. So like how do you support yourself, you know? But it's like finding those artists that are in the world at a time when people don't want to talk about art, at a time when they don't want to talk about fashion, at a time when they don't want to talk about things that are important to the hearts of humanity. Because for me, wherever there's a culture that has cool clothes or like some sort of cool style, great music and good food, I want to be there. Whether it's Jamaica, whether it's India whether it's Milan or Paris or even fucking Austin, Texas. I don't care. Right. Where there are people dancing and eating good food and listening to music. That's where I want to be because oh. to me, that's a culture that values things that are important, aligned with my values. Exactly, know? exactly, exactly. So I think that's like a really easy GPS system to figure out like how to groove and where to go. Oh. And all you're doing is you're trying to keep your lights on by you know, in, you know, know, having this experience where, first of all, you're trying to get people, in my opinion, give them permission to be expressive and artistic, you know, cause you know, it's like an elephant, you know, if you catch a baby elephant, you have to chain it up so hard at the beginning because it tries to break free after two or three years, you can put a little string on its ankle and it won't move. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened to a lot of creative people. Like we've made money and we have bought into a system of like, oh wow, I need to make $300,000 a year to hit zero and keep my lights on now, or oh, so I can't just do all cool, freaky designers who do vagina-inspired tuxes. Like, I need to go over here and represent smart and sexy or consult to Walmart, or we think we do. You know, I know at People's Revolution, I've had so many opportunities to expand my company, like, to have, like, you know, a huge, uh, Toronto offices, you know, Bombay, blah, 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 blah. but it's like, that's not who I am. I don't want to manage 138 people. As a matter of fact, I don't like managing anyone. Right. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to know that you're sick. I don't want to hear your voice. I don't feel good today. I don't give right. a fucking shit. <laughs> just, you yeah. know, don't come. Don't make me listen to your sad story for an hour. I have things to do. So it's like, I think that's the thing, you know, is like just being true to who you are and like, you know, trying not to get caught up in the, the promise that if you have all this shit or you do this or you're the biggest and the most badass that you're going to be the happiest because it's not the truth. I think society as a whole is going to turn away from from this type of intense consumption.
0: Right. Well, because let's it's hope not so. serving us. It, clearly. So, in with that that being said, so where do you think we are now? Are we wearing are we short hair short skirts or are we long hair yeah. long skirts?
1: We're, our hair is getting longer.
0: <laughs> Everything's getting longer. I think longer. we're going
1: we're going to be in like 30-foot trail skirts, like pretty soon.
0: I know. I also feel like um, if you if you really want to go deep into it, it's like if you look at the imagery of the women that are involved in the government right now without having to say their names out loud, they're wearing very covered-up clothes, and it's yet again another lie. Oh you know, because they're such pieces of garbage.
1: Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you, you can, say, I can't, I can't I say, can say it. I can't say Well, Ke- she's
0: Kellyanne, so, you know. Kellyanne
1: Conway. <laughs> she's Kellyanne. Watching her and Chris Cuomo on CNN together right. is you couldn't even cast to that it's so genius like they're arguing and her flippant dismissiveness of humanity is really shocking i mean it's amazing to watch i mean as a publicist to just watch these characters and sarah huckabee sanders i mean i have to say she's a very good publicist she does a really good job staying on point for him.
0: She really does. It's unbelievable. I think unbelievable. I should play her on
1: Saturday Night Live. Right. I think so, too. I called my manager. I was like, yo, like, why aren't I doing her on Saturday Night Live? Like, <laughs> I think I should be doing her on Saturday Night Live.
0: Do you have an impression of her. I, I Dude, haven't tried because nobody's taking
1: me seriously. I'm taking you seriously. Okay, I'm not speaking to you. Next. Okay. But I just right. did it. Right. <laughs>
0: But 30 new porn stars have come out and said that you paid them off and we McDonald's and we all and we saw the videos. What do you have to say about that? Did they did, is there a video? No, I'm asking you as the character.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Right.
0: oh, oh <laughs> I'm in the audience. Oh, we okay. have no evidence We've of that. Seen,
1: Thank you very much, Jim Acosta. A, that was your question. But there's next. a video. But there, okay. <laughs> so the whole thing that she right. does is she says one sentence. She right. does the shutdown and she moves. Right, shutdown, shutdown and the move on.
0: Right, the shutdown and the move on. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an excellent PR. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. So, and then oh.
1: basically you discount what anybody says. you been. I, I don't know where you're getting your information from. Absolutely not. And right. then you look the it's other way. It's fake news, right? It's fake it's news. It's easy yeah. to say that. It's fake
0: news. It's, um, that was pretty funny. Though. It's all propaganda. And I feel like what we do here is propaganda in another way, but we're trying to do sort of a positive propaganda about society. What's the actual
1: society. definition of propaganda?
0: I don't
1: know. Is
0: it? It's. Uh, I think it's just a communication that's trying to, which is a controlled, you know, outpouring of information yeah, to but, try oh, yeah, to, to um, influence. Yeah, yeah, to influence and uh, to influence a population to behave in a certain way. Yeah. Um, misinformation, disinformation. I mean, there's so many, so many words. Who's your favorite
1: designer, Deb? In your anti-fashion moment. One brand, God comes down, you get one brand. You get one item from one brand.
0: What do you get? Accessories or clothing. One item. <laughs> one item. It could
1: be a ring, a dress, boots, a hat.
0: Yeah, I have to say, I think right now, weirdly, I'm really into jewelry. Yeah. So probably, your- you know, I'm quite classic, though, with jewelry. So, Cartier. But that's the kind of stuff, like, yeah, that... Um, how many love bracelets do you have? Zero. Because oh. I have, look, I have, I, bracelets don't really. Really? I don't, I'm too. Bracelets, they do, just like. Do you
1: like any fashion brands at all right now? <sighs>
0: um, I mean, I really, no, I do. I mean, some of the big houses, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so uh, the thing is with the big houses, mm-hmm. the classic houses in Paris, and a few uh, examples in other um, cities slash countries, you know the, the the ateliers and the factories that they have are doing a product of such high quality, um, and there, there's there, so there is a reason why certain brands do have that resale value. It's because Correct. you know yeah. so, and that's the kind of thing that like no matter how trendy or you don't like the designer they have right now, you know what I mean. If you're gonna get something and it's like a basic, it's still gonna be so. If you it, I. I I think um, like using Chanel is the perfect example, right? Chanel is the most disgusting in terms of like, if you're just gonna look at it as like, what do the clothes look like? Are they cool? Are they new? Are they beautiful? Um, no, it's, uh, you know, obviously they're hanging on to Karl Lagerfeld out of nostalgia and who else are they going to bring in? And he probably has a contract for life and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what he's doing now has gone to the level of ridiculous, you know, But that being he's doing trend. Right, but that being said and he's doing set design and I don't think anybody's even looking at what the clothes are, whereas right. like, you know, well, he's selling bags. Right. Exactly. He's bags. selling bags. He's but, selling,
1: like, nobody buys clothes. That's the other thing people don't really know. But
0: from Chanel they do. No, they actually they, Not they Americans, do. Really. Not Asian Americans. Clothes. But so what my Chinese po- people So my point is like if you're gonna if you could go into Chanel but there's there's something and, you know, I mean, if, like, just, like, a, a beautiful black evening gown or something like that, like, if you're, like, the quality and the craftsmanship that went into the people who are actually making that stuff and the, mm-hmm. the kind of fabrics that they're using and all that stuff, I mean, obviously, it's going to be something, you know, mm-hmm. something incredible um, that you're going to get. So the quality is still there in a lot of the houses, but... Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really uh, march to the beat of any one designer for sure. Yeah, I mean, I no. wear the same T-shirt and Most jeans every day. Most people don't really buy fashion yeah, at the end. Yeah. Which is another thing. What about you? Who makes yeah, your favorite? I'm not favorite? into anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I know, me neither. I'm not. Uh,
1: I mean, there's nothing going on in the fashion world right now where I see it and I just go, oh. I mean, you know, I love Manuel, who makes those cowboy boots. Who did the rhinestone cowboy and he did all of Elvis's jumpsuits and I get worried cause he's like 84. And so like sometimes I feel like, Oh shit, I need to get another pair of these boots. Right. before he Right. No, yeah. And that's anymore.
0: a, I know. And that's a funny, um, you know, that's like, anyway, just, and, and the soft, I mean, that's like a perfect example of, of sort of how the thinking about fashion in that way mm-hmm. is a, is a very interesting proposition. You know, obviously we're sitting in the studio so you could see these pictures of, Uh, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders that are uh, framed um, which was a story I did for WOMO Vogue. Like, why did I do that story? It was just because like there's something about those outfit, you know, the outfits, those cowboy They're boots. They're like the evil cannibals so, of right. It's so iconic, and, and there's a and it turns out, of course, there's a whole story behind it. Like, there's a whole history of like how short were the shorts and really how short how, were they? This is the shortest they've ever been. Um, but guess who designs these? This, the, which is the most updated outfit, Michael Kors. Todd Oldham's brother. Oh really? Yeah, that's think about strange. it. Right, I know. That's so is weird. Is there in Texas? He's from Texas. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's his so nice. his brother is the actual designer of this particular so outfit that they wear right now.
1: What's the What's the design? Right, right. It's just a tied up booty Barbie Benton shirt with a right. shirt below right. the vest Yeah, 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 yeah. A micro. I wonder what fabric there. There must be stretch.
0: Yeah, it's like a stretch polyester. um, But uh, because they have to do those jump splits. Were the girls hot, or were they just like, you know? That's the. It was. It was. uh, It was funny too because they, um, the magazine wanted to do stuff with them styled in clothes. Oh no! And they actually even sent a stylist down. This was. It was. It was uh, exactly. you know, they sent a stylist down. You don't. And I kept trying to say like these girls. they are that sort of american dream girl next door so and they're cast specifically like that so yeah they're like playboy if, girls right so if you talk about it with um in terms of fashion they purposely have no edge at all so yeah, they're like a southern girl with like vaseline on their teeth right, right so it's like like pageant girls. they had it so like the the idea that was forced upon us was to Let's, why don't we it would be funny if we dressed them up as boys and I thought to myself that's not gonna be uh, that's, that's gonna not gonna be good to make you know because Dallas you know what they years. were thinking they were thinking of Linda and Christine and Naomi dressed up like boys that uh-huh. Peter Lindbergh did that shoot like all right. those years ago right, right. but I knew it as soon as they said it that this was gonna work because as soon as you put these girls in those clothes they turn it turns into a really cheesy porn shoot yeah, it's like a kid you know, what I, you it's know like like a what I mean you know what i mean because they have they're not linda and christie and naomi they have no edge you know so they had no they don't have that attitude like they don't they can't bring that yeah, i couldn't body shape I, and i also i couldn't get them to not smile like I would say, like you know, they have these big oh, yeah. smiles, and I'd if be you're like, in fashion, you can't "Yeah, smile. I'm like you can't smile." <laughs> and they were like, they couldn't believe that they were like, we they physically couldn't not smile. That's so funny, you know. And so then I was, it became a joke, and they were, they were, but let me just say they were, they were such nice girls, like so sweet, sweet. and. So when I was trying to explain to them, I was like, Okay, what can I say to you? I'm just like, you know, like your somebody just died and your boyfriend just <laughs> you found out your boyfriend cheated on you. I was trying to give them Someone took your
1: brain out in your void th- of emotion. Yeah,
0: I was trying to give them something to think about so that they could stop smiling and it was like it was a struggle. So yeah. Um so all right well let's um i had so much fun yeah thanks for. i hope this is the first of many um this i'll is, be back we'll consider this just an introduction i know you have um a lot of things going on so i can't wait to talk about all those things once they're sort of uh, yeah we're gonna do a happening. voodoo festival we're doing yeah so i'm mean, um, gonna need help <laughs> yeah well we're here to help we have you three designers now doing it in any way that we can okay, okay. all right great all right so thanks for coming thanks bye. for having me <laughs> bye everybody bye